Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. And I've just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless the United Kingdom. And gentlemen, let's get this podcast started. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. The Kevin James meme is alive. I've peaked. That's it. The podcast is over. I'm out. See you later. Close the door. Run, run away. <laughs> it can only go downhill from here. Uh, but welcome to a Telesales podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about... A few things, of course, we've got to talk about the Christmas season. Next episode will be a Christmas special. It will be released on Christmas Day. I will not be recording it on Christmas Eve because I will be with family and friends and I'll be enjoying myself, so it will be pre-recorded in a few days' time. You want to know what I do when I'm sad or scared? Because I'm a fucking pussy. And the other two topics will be Alan Richardson playing Reacher in the newest season of Season 2, Reacher season two, and there'll be spoilers for that, by the way. And I'll also be talking about the newest episode of Jujitsu Kaisen. Also, major spoilers coming in. I didn't say this in the last episode, but if you listen to this podcast by now, there will be spoilers galore in everything I ever talk about. Period. Life. General spoilers into how to get better in life. I'm spoiling your future by telling you how to get there faster. Let me just tell you, I'm not going to be a spoiler. I'm not looking for any spoilers. I would never be a spoiler for anybody, and I don't agree with that. Analy- you know, the uh, analysis that they've come up with. <laughs> so it's the efficiency method of, oh God, he's going to spoil it. He's going to spoil the unknown it's no longer scary and voodoo voodoo and all that shit um but yes let's start off with alan richardson playing uh, reacher reacher i think is the perfect role for him he's obviously built for this shit he's born for this shit he is a massive 240 pound i think he said the maximum he got up to in terms of weight in one of his latest interviews was that he got to 260 pounds for this role and he dropped i think it was somewhere around the 240s but insane amount of weight obviously he's already admitted to taking uh, testosterone replacement therapy to be able to keep that mass on and to be able to maintain his energy levels at the same time i think that's totally valid he's very open about it very honest about it um he's also genetically just gifted if you look at the man's history and the previous roles that he's played whether it be in teenage Min- nin- uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles and kawabunga i made a funny <laughs> other roles um in his early career as well you can tell he's just a genetic monster even if you look at him in brooklyn 99 where he plays one of the duo of the cops of their previous sales when they were good looking and handsome is that he's just jacked there so the fact that he went on testosterone replacement therapy and he put on an extra 20 pounds of muscle that makes so much sense the dude is just built different built different for it i don't even think he doesn't look either like he's taking let's say tren or let's say debo and about like any of the extras that you would add onto a cycle for this sort of role he doesn't look like it you know what i mean like there's 
there's certain sort of if you look at a person when they're taking high amounts of steroids you can kind of just see within the person's skin alone just by the look of them the vein in their arm like the 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 size of their abs like the the general puffy redness in their face where it gets to the point where they it's as if their blood's just like coming out of their face Just, whoa. And it is, I mean, good example would be the Liver King, Myco Tren. Like, these guys just look like the, the, the fucking skin on their face looks like it's about to come out with roids. Like, there's just, the muscles are there. But um, back to Alan Richardson. Like, he, as well as talking about uh, him playing Reacher in the latest, I've watched the first three episodes of the newest season. I've watched the whole of the previous season. And I'm also listening to the book, uh, for season the killing floor by the author of reacher and i've totally blanked on his name of course i do uh but he's written a fantastic audiobook written and uh, a fucking audiobook chris you're listening to it you're not fucking reading it jesus um <laughs> are you retarded i think she's right you are retarded um <laughs> yes this is um the audiobook, I think, is fantastic, uh, and I think that, actually, this is one of the rare cases where the TV show is better than the book, which, to me, shows how good Alan Richardson is in Reacher and how well-developed and well-filmed and well-crafted the storyline is for Reacher, the TV show. Because it does feel, if you're listening to the audiobook and then you watch the show, which I did, I watched it, and I was just, like, comparing the two, and I just thought the book feels super slow paced in comparison to the tv show obviously you're packing a lot more detail into uh, sorry a lot more events within to the tv show within the short period of time but there's something really exciting about seeing a series for once where it's original it's coming from a screen like you know adapted screenplay it's really interesting seeing how the version of reacher on tv is actually a lot more sort of realistic in comparison to Tom Cruise's version, which is no, you know, offence to Tom Cruise, he did a fantastic job in both of those movies because those films were good as well. Like, they weren't amazing. They're not They're not anything in comparison to Alan Richardson's Reacher, in my opinion. I think Alan Richardson's Reacher is an 8 out of 10, like maybe even a 9 in the newest version. There's just something about the new uh, season as well where I thought to myself, well, you know, how are they going to top the previous season? Like, how are they going to top the pacing of the first season, the intrigue behind what's going on, the mystery, and they've done it again. Where you go into the first three episodes and you're thinking, you know, you've got that skeptical vibe to yourself, oh, I'm not even, you know, I'll put on the first episode, see what's going on, see if it's as good. Don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. And it's just straight back in, boom. Like, the first thing you see, a person's body flying into from a helicopter into the snow crash land crack boom onto the floor that's the first thing you see in the series once again replicating uh 
the first season's intrigue with murder and mystery. And it brings that back in. I think there's something fantastic about that that just grabs the audience right off the screen. Just like, come, come here, get in here, get in here. You're going to watch, you're going to stay. And it's the same with the other episodes as well. If you keep going forward with episode two and three, the momentum just keeps going forward. And it's hard to do that with a good show. It's hard to keep the the, the audience just wanting more. And I got to episode two and like it was just like I wanted to blitz through it. And by the time I got to episode three, I was like, damn, I have to talk about this series because it's just so good. How on earth? And they are filming an ep- a, a season three, thankfully. Uh, which has been confirmed by the studio and by Alan Richardson himself. And it's just fantastic to see now creativity. Look, Hollywood, this is it. Create something new with a maybe an unknown actor and create a character that's going to be interesting and is going to have a world open to you that's going to intrigue the audience and it's going to be mysterious and new and different characters and different ways things could go. And we all love a hero. We all love the fact that the Reacher can literally kick kick a car and it sets off the airbag and smacks some the the police officer in the face and basically breaks his nose. What does he think he's gonna do? And this is what you're looking for in a series, where characters like that, you're like, this is badass, I'm rooting for the the protagonist, he's basically non-indestructible, and he's gonna find out what's going on. And it's not just the fact that he's the main character and therefore he's invulnerable, there's also the fact that the storyline, even with him being invulnerable, all of his side side characters have the ability to die at any point. Which I kind of love, obviously with it's it's almost like taking you back to those comic book era where like obviously the main character is always going to survive but the storyline still can be really tough around him and people he loves dies and people think things go on that's going to really affect him and the mystery and the bad guys are really bad and it's just yeah sometimes you can make the environment around a character just as interesting as the fact if you were to kill off the main character or do something that was going to be kind of a little bit uh, of a cliffhanger or how how would you say uh, a little bit more devious 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 i am am i devious yes i am am i devious yes i think i am <laughs> uh so i think alan richardson as well talked a lot recently about how uh, he, he talks about the negative side effects of playing the role as well. So in the previous season, he talked about how he was going to... He did six days a week on set uh, for this show. And they did it back to back to back till it got released, which is insane. And thankfully for this season, he was able to do it at a little bit more slower pace. Didn't have to work six days of the week uh, to be able to get it done. Which, like, you think about that. Like, if I was told by my office that I'd have to come in and do six days a week for a job and work long hours, I'd be like get fucked i'm out <laughs> just put on the aussie x inside this not have any of that shit fuck you i'm out can fuck this shit i'm out no thanks don't mind me i'ma just grab my stuff and leave excuse me please fuck this shit i'm out nope fuck this shit i'm out all right then I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. And like Alan Richardson, when he talked about that, like, you got to be a strong-willed dude if you're the main character and you're around six days a week, twelve hours a day. Like that's madness. So a lot of commitment for the role. 
and him talking about his mental health during that period of time as well. Previously, before the, the show, he didn't have a lot going on and had some serious ups and downs and I love the fact that he talks about that both on his own social media but also talks about it in uh, Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You Inside of You presented by Michael Rosenbaum (laughs) and he talks about it recently in his newest interview with Michael as well where he was saying the negative side effects of putting on that sort of size you know 240 pounds is that uh, you you know he went for a run and he really struggles like his breathing's bad he's struggling with his cardio and this is the the facts like people don't talk about this enough unless you're in the body in uh, building industry in which case you know about it very well is that when you get to that sort of size life becomes pretty difficult when it comes down to tight cardio based things which is basically all of life all of life you're either walking you're moving you're going places that's going to use some sort of cardiovascular system which is why I'm so emphasizing to people to do cardio and to do some form of cardio and i will say it over and over and over again this is why i do running three times a week is why uh, i always emphasize that while i do do weightlifting cardio is just as important and it is a two sides of the same coin you have to have both you can't have one without the other they have to be balanced because otherwise you're going to be really struggling later on in life as well and you're also going to see the side effects pretty quickly when you're climbing up some bloody stairs as well <laughs> and you're going to see kids running you know when you have kids and your kids are just sprinting off and you're like <gasps> fucking can't can't even <laughs> just dying it's not going to be fun and i've seen it firsthand as well with family members in my side of the family as well and it's not fun to see and you just feel bad and you don't you know you don't know what to do so i would always say is to pass on that you know information you know alan being brave enough to say like look i'm doing this for a role but i don't think it's probably healthy for me to be this size and it's probably not better for me to be able to not do cardio and and not get to to the point where i'm at because he's talking about you know he's eating four thousand calories to be able to maintain his weight which actually you know, now that I'm on a bulk myself, isn't a lot in comparison to what I thought he would say. You know, 4,000 calories a day to maintain his body weight. I'm at 90 kilograms right now, and I, I'm eating 3,500. So it's it's kind of interesting to see the like the how the bodies work in terms of burning, you know, calories and stuff along those lines it's different for different people and it really does make me interested in how the body works with how they deal with extra energy and extra calories and you know calories are is energy but you know same thing it's like me saying the same thing twice but nonetheless uh, i think everyone's different so you've got to find out your own way this is why i'm i'm not going to give you some cookie cutter i love that phrase by more plates more dates no cookie cookie cutter guide. Oh, son of a bit, son of a bit, son of a bit, gun. <laughs> you thought I was going to say son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> to you getting into shape or learning how to do nutrition, you got to figure out for yourself because you everyone's different. Like there's a, a general gist of what you can do, but apart from that, you've got to be able to figure it out on your own. And this is why I'm very much against personal trainers because you're not going to have someone by your side all the time holding your hand going you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay no (laughs) shut the fuck up get to work stop being a bitch and come on (laughs) and back to alan 
I think also something that he's, he's really interesting about is how hard he works for those. As I said, the the six out of seven hours a day, six six out of seven days a week is really interesting. And then seeing that in the new series where they, he's got just as much size and he's just as good in the acting role for this. It's just, it's very impressive to see that. And, and, and so, yeah, go watch, if you haven't, season two. I've tried there not to talk too much about the storyline because I want you to just go in without really any sort of idea of what's going to happen. I've already spoiled like the first like part of the episode, but let's be honest, you're not going to care. Like, as soon as you see the first that first bit, you're going to be like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm ready to rock and roll. So go, go from there, go watch Reacher, and I promise you, you won't be let down. It's on Amazon Prime, and Amazon Prime better fucking give me a subscription. <laughs> Pay me my money! <laughs> Well, I'm sure my people will be in cash. <laughs> Where's my advertisement money, motherfucker? <laughs> TikTok, motherfucker. TikTok, motherfucker. Uh, anyway, moving on to, of course, Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm fucking talking about this. I, I was so excited to talk about the past two episodes. I've held my tongue. It is here. Epi- the past two episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen have been fucking phenomenal. Like, absolutely. How are they? time after time with the animators on strike like with all the the bad things that are going on at mappa still managing to put out banger after banger after banger of an episode just without fail these guys are pulling it out of their ass pulling the shibuya arc into the air and going fuck yeah this is how you do good animation and suck my dick i'm getting paid nothing for it like this is this is what mapper animators are doing right now they should be like there's a round of applause you know the whole staff the crew everything as someone who's seen behind the scenes of how much work gets put into an animation uh like what would, what would you call it like almost like a, a software sprint you know i'm putting it into my terms right now because i understand what a software sprint is in my in my opinion it's almost like multiple software sprints organized into one into one together like a nice arc what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And, you know, there's so many people, and there's so little credit given to those people in the background, and so little money, clearly, in time as well. It's kind of so sad to see that there's these troubles going on when we're seeing such high quality coming out of that studio with such high quality characters bringing back Toto into the storyline with his absolutely bombastic characteristics of clap. And it's just boom he's he's in and he's like my brother brother i am back i am back to protect you from this mojito motherfucker <laughs> he's so he's so cool it's like when vegeta's like sat there saying brother oh my god he's so cool Broly is a genuine demon a true freak the devil oh my god he's so goddamn cool it's just literally the same thing and i was just watching 
so the two, the latest episode I literally just watched yesterday, and the one before that I watched about uh, like a few days ago as well. And it's just so cool seeing Itadori get to the point where. And by the way, I was screaming at the the laptop like Itadori, you fucking pussy, get the fuck up, get the fuck back up right now, right now. You don't let Nanami die for nothing, you pussy. Like get the fuck up. <laughs> like it's just, I was just like, you dare call crawl up into a ball when Nanami died for your sins I was just like I was having none of it get the f*** up get the f*** I don't like characters if you feel sorry for themselves there's nothing worse so I loved it when Toto came in and he was like brother you can do this get up and join me on my passage to defeating this monster it's like there's so many characters out there in the animation industry, but for Toto to come in with his brotherly love and to, like, later in the latest episode, turns out that the bell that he's wearing around his neck contains photos of Itadori and then his uh, his waifu. It's, it's just so good. It's like, who thought of this? this? The creator of Jujutsu Kaisen clearly has a funny sense of humour. Like, he has a reality check of, like, there's clearly someone who's inspired this character and he's just like brought him to life and it's brilliant like there's nothing nothing that makes me happier than seeing a, t a character like Toto come in and be absolutely so powerful so cool Mahito being evil and just just unjustifiably evil and just disgusting we all hate him like he's so easy to hate as he's so just dislikable with how he destroys human lives without any sort of thought or, or measurement he just goes for it he just destroys them and uses their souls as a way to manipulate them into barriers and to, to things that he's going to use to fight the Jujutsu Kaisen sorcerers so I love that I love that Itadori gets back up stops being a pussy and then fights Mojito as well and he gets healed to be able to go out there and kick ass and take names and not only does he use Black Flash on like just summon on will and turns out to be he's an absolute badass it's just like bam it was so cool oh my god he's so goddamn cool and in the latest episode where Toto gets like his hand cut off like he gets like obviously this is all spoilers i'm so sorry but like nonetheless you are gonna love this like if you haven't watched this this is just so good it's so good it's so cool ブラザー。今、And then, like, Mojito, like, explodes out the, out the floor and then, like, just gets beaten the crap out of by Itadori and manages to get just on his knees. And the episode ends with Gato standing over him saying, do you want me to save you, Mojito? And it's like, what? <laughs> no way. Well, also, I'm assuming as well, questions to be answered in the next episode. Do you think Maya's dead?
because Mai should have was going one on one with Gato. So that means Gato is more powerful. Well, he is a special grade sorcerer, so maybe he did beat Mai without even thinking about it. Who knows? Obviously, it's not Gato. It's the um, brain thingy majiki. Forgot his name. Kama, Kama, suck my dick. Whatever his name is, um, literally taking over Gato's body. So you know, tick for tat. Anyway, to round it all up, Toto is so cool. Oh my god, he's so goddamn cool! The memes I've seen of him online on Instagram reels with him acting like from My Hero Academia where he's like, I am plus ultra, and then play the soundtrack in the background where he's just like flying through the air with colors flying off him and he's just like, he's just like, I'm a god. <laughs> it's so good. This is why I work out as well. I train hard so that I can be as cool as Toto. See, in my eyes, Toto is like the coolest person. Oh my god, he's so goddamn cool! But to other people, he's probably like not cool at all. This is the thing, this is the contrast. We all have a completely different idea of what cool is. Like, to me, characters like Toto are so ironically, like, they're obviously kind of silly, but they're also so f cool in the- Oh my god, he's so goddamn cool! In how they do things as well. So. You know, you take you take it with a pinch of salt. Like most people are gonna go, he's the guy who just looks at people and says, "Do which girls do you like?" And he destroys his brother because he likes Jennifer Lawrence, and it's like, yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, Jujutsu Kaisen, an absolute masterclass of animation. I've talked about it many times. I will continue to say that I hope that the Mappa animators get their payday, and all of the crew and staff around that get some time off get some round of applause for them and that the animation continues to be as amazing as it's been over the past two seasons and round of applause again even though they are the evil overlords of the earth mapper well done for putting out just insane content because there is credit there credit is cre credit where credit's due at the end of the day anyway to end this podcast over the next five, few minutes or so let's talk about christmas christmas the next whole episode will be about christmas as usual a yearly christmas episode which i love to do and i just want to say like this this time of year i went uh, and went down to a, a christmas like uh, they do Christmas trees and Christmas uh, sort of it, it, it's like a garden centre but it gets transformed into Christmas and it's nearby me and I loved visiting it and it was just so nice get you in the Christmas spirit having Christmas songs on, on while you're driving there in the car and just being in that vibe and just the feeling every year I think there's something in me that says positivity brings more positivity hate 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 double hate Loathe entirely. And so when it comes down to Christmas, which is the very in, in embodiment of being, you know, positive and saying, this is the end of the year. Well done. You got to the end. This is going to be a party time to spend with your friends and family to enjoy time with them. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare at the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with myself, loathing. 
I'm bored. To take some time off, to relax, but also to say, let's enjoy our time together. Because the older you get, the more you realize as well, you don't actually have forever with everybody. But this is the beautiful thing about being a human being, is that we get this wonderful period of time together. And that you get to spend time with your family, and you get to go see your friends, and you get to spend time listening to silly Christmas music, and eating mince pies, and going in to smell the beautiful fern Christmas trees, and you get to, you know, drink unlimited amounts of alcohol if that's your thing as well like whatever you want to do and you go on walks and you go on you know it's cold and it's bitter and you put on big jackets and you get out it's in the lovely crisp air and you breathe it in you go ah it's good to be alive and that if you can't say that then you can take some tips from me here's here's a good way to enjoy your christmas go bake yourself something nice number one get some good christmas food down your gullet number two drink something silly go make yourself a cocktail a beer a a mulled wine um, hot cocoa whatever gets you in the christmas spirit put on some silly christmas music even if you hate christmas music because it will get you into the christmasy feels light some candles some spicy orange candles for instance that are going to give you that christmas feels and then also finally go find some people even if you're on your own Go find people to be around. Go find a Christmas market to walk through. Go see that Christmas vibe. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, you're never alone. And Christmas is for everybody. Doesn't matter about religion. Doesn't about matter about life. Doesn't matter about creed. Christmas is about you being grateful for one another and enjoying each other's company and giving to one another. This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. Oh my God, he's so goddamn cool!